Section 33 of Stories from Le Mort d'Arthur and the Mabinogion, retold by Beatrice Clay. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 33 How Sir Gawain Defied Sir Lancelot. Now it came to the years of the Pope in Rome that King Arthur was besieging Sir Lancelot in the castle of the Joyous Guard, and it grieved him that there should be strife between two such goodly knights, the like of whom he was not to be found in Christendom. So he called to him the Bishop of Rochester, and bade him carry word to Britain, both to Arthur and to Sir Lancelot, that they should be reconciled, and the one to the other, and that the King Arthur should receive again Queen Jeanvier for with sir lancelot desired of king arthur assurance of the liberty and reverence for the queen and he also safe conduct for himself and his knights that he might bring dame genevier with due honour to the king at carlisle and thereto the king pledged his worth so lancelot set forth with the queen and behind them rode a hundred knights arrayed in green velvet the housings of the horses all of the same all studded with precious stones thus they passed through the city of carlisle openly in the sight of all and there were many who rejoiced that the queen was come again and sir lancelot with her though they of gawain's party scolded upon him when they were come into the great hall where Arthur sat with Sir Gawain and other great lords about him, Sir Lancelot led Jeanvier to the throne and both knelt before the king. Then rising, Sir Lancelot lifted the queen to her feet, and thus he spoke to King Arthur, boldly and well before the whole court. My lord, Sir Arthur, I bring you here your queen, than whom no truer nor nobler lady ever lived. And here I stand, Sir Lancelot du Lac, ready to do battle with any that dare gainsay it. And with these words, Sir Lancelot turned and looked upon the lords and knights present in their places, but none would challenge him in that cause, nor ever Sir Gawain, for he had ever affirmed that Dame Janvier was a true and honorable lady. Then Sir Lancelot spoke again now my lord arthur in my own defence it behoves me to say that never in aught have i been false to you that i slew certain knights is true but i hold me guiltless seeing that they brought death upon themselves for no sooner had i gone to the queen's bower as she had commanded me than they beset the door with shameful outcry that all the court might hear calling me traitor and felon knight and rightly they called you cried Sir Gawain fiercely. My lord Sir Gawain, answered Sir Lancelot, in their quarrel they proved not themselves right, else had not I alone encountered fourteen knights, and came forth unscathered. Then said King Arthur, Sir Lancelot, I have ever loved you above all other knights, and trusted you to the uttermost, but ill you have done by me and mine. My lord, said Sir Lancelot, that I slew Sir Gareth, I shall mourn as long as life lasts. As soon would I have slain my own nephew, Sir Bors, as have harmed Sir Gareth wittingly, for I myself made him knight, and loved him as my brother. Liar and traitor, cried Sir Gawain, ye slew him defenceless and unarmed. It is full plain, Sir Gawain, said Lancelot, that never again shall I have your love, and yet there has been old kindness between us, and once yet thanked me that I saved your life. It shall not avail you now, said Sir Gawain. Traitor you are, both to the king and to me. 
know that while life lasts never will i rest until i have avenged my brother sir gareth's death upon you fair nephew said the king seize your brawling sir lancelot has come under surety of my word that none shall do him harm elsewhere and at another time festiny quarrel upon him if quarrel you must i care not cried sir gawain fiercely the proud traitor trusts so in his own strength that he thinks none dare meet him but here i defy him and swear that be in open combat or by steel i shall have his life and know mine uncle and king if i shall not have your aid i and mine will leave you for ever and if need be fight even against you peace said the king and to sir lancelot we gave you fifteen days in which to leave this kingdom then sir lancelot sighed heavily and said full well i see that no sorrow of mine for what is past availeth me then he went to the queen where she sat and said madam the time is come when i must leave this fair realm that i have loved think well of me i pray you and send for me if ever there be aught in which a true knight may serve a lady therewith he turned him about and without greeting to any passed through the hall and with his faithful knights rode to the joyous guard though ever thereafter in memory of that sad day he called it the dolorous guard there he called about him his friends and kinsmen saying fair knights i must now pass into my own lands then they all with one voice cried that they all should go with him so he thanked them promising them all fair estates and great honour when they have come to his kingdom for all france belonged to sir lancelot yet he was loth to leave he the land where he had followed so many glorious adventures and sore he mourned to part in anger from king arthur my mind misgives me said sir lancelot but that trouble should come of sir mordred for he is envious and a mischief maker and it grieves me that never more i may serve sir arthur and his realm so sir lancelot sorrowed but his kinsmen were wroth for the dishonour done to him and making haste to depart by the fifteenth day they were all embarked to sail overseas to france end of section thirty three read by anna nomoska